keep riding with us as we continue to broadcast the balance and defend the discourse from the Hip Hop Weekly Studios here on Civic Cipher. I am your host, Ramses Ja. He is Ramses Ja. I am Q Ward. You are either still tuned in or just tuning in to Civic Cipher. Indeed you are. And we have a special guest on the show, the one, the only Raka Iris Science of the Dilated Peoples. He has already shared some mu some music with us. He is going to share some more music in just a bit. Um, and we are talking about a number of things, including music's role in activism, um, how this show came to be, that was a, a rock was obviously a very instrumental part of that. Um, and really, you know, where we go from here, mm -hmm. you know, and, and what's next, not just for Civic Cypher, but for, for Dilated Peoples, because I know that there's a lot of fans out there. It's something I'm very proud of myself. Mm -hmm. uh, but before we get to that part of the conversation, let's discuss BA, BA, Becoming a Better Ally, BABA. And today's BABA is sponsored by Friends of the Movement. You can sign up for the free voter wallet from FOTMglobal.com to support black businesses and allied businesses, as well as make an impact with your spending. Again, that's FOTMglobal.com. And today's BABA comes from StopAAPIHate.org. So as I mentioned in the first part of the show, we actually participate with fellow organizations that seek to bring about a more equitable experience for people who are not black as yes, well. Indeed. We feel like there's there's uh, a shared struggle and if we all work together that we can accomplish more and so i got this letter from stop aapihate.org it says remember how many times you heard stories about asian americans and pacific islanders being mistreated discriminated against and in some cases assaulted because of who they are you may even know someone who's denied service the right to purchase land or rent a home simply because they're asian anti-aapt oh, sorry aapi hate has not gone away and in fact uh, we believe it will only get worse. You have the power to stop this. You can create a more just future for everyone. When you give to Stop AAPI Hate, you are joining a coalition dedicated to ending racism and discrimination against AAPI communities. Your generosity advances the multiracial movement for equity and justice by building power for our communities. Working in solidarity with other communities of color, color and advocating for comprehensive solutions that tackle the root causes of race-based hate. Please consider making a gift of $100 to protect and defend our communities. Anything you can give is greatly appreciated and fuels the fight to keep AAPI communities safe. We cannot create a more just world for you and your loved ones without your generosity. So I want you to check out for this week's BABA, stopaapihate.org. And if you don't have $100, donate what you can. And if not, give them a follow. All right, back to the lecture at hand. <laughs> Raka Iris Science, my actual brother. Isn't this cool? Yeah. <laughs> it's been so long since we've done a show together. I think the last one was. Uh, it's not as cool for you guys as it is for me. You get to be <laughs> his brother. I still get to be a fan. <laughs> I appreciate so, uh, you. This appreciate is, you. you know, you guys are getting to love on each other, but I get to love on <laughs> and, you know, be in the presence of greatness. So, you know, I consider Ooh. myself honored to be here and, and am super grateful that you made some time for little of us, big bro. No, I appreciate it too. And I appreciate, I appreciate the support from hip hop weekly as well on the, on the single and all that, man. Thank Absolutely, you. Absolutely, man. Yeah, for sure. So, um, so yeah, uh, once upon a time, I don't know if you remember this, but while we're here, we, uh, when it was me and, and bootleg Kev, we were doing a show called Friday night flavors and you came oh, yeah. up and you freestyled and we were oh. so excited. 
I think that was our first freestyle that we ever recorded. That's now, obviously, you know, that's, I mean, Kev's known for freestyles now and, and yeah. all that sort of stuff. But anyway. Um, that's it's, funny because I remember Kev was like really like a little kid who was really bootlegging t-shirts. Like, I remember, uh, yeah, yeah. who is this kid? Why is he here? You're like, no, his mom said it's okay for him to be here. It was like, he was like 15 or something. something crazy oh, no, like the that. first time you met him, he was 12. He was 11 12. 12. Yeah, he was like yeah. a little kid. I was like, yo. <laughs> anyway, funny. um. Yeah, man, it's been a long road and um, it's I think it's meaningful that our paths, professionally speaking, have converged once again at this point. So um, I wanted to ask you something because a little earlier you mentioned something about sort of the powers that be in the music industry. Mm -hmm. And there is a lot to be said about the prevalence of artists discussing something that sounds very similar now you know better than than most of us but i will paint this picture for you and i'd love to get your thoughts on it so there are people uh people from bone thugs and harmony to ice cube to you know to whoever and they discuss how hip-hop has these sort of gatekeepers people that promote a certain type of music and make sure that it makes it to the top of the charts um these people are also invested in the prison industrial complex and to the lay person or to people that are uninitiated fully it sounds like borderline conspiracy theories um so i guess my ask is do you feel like hip-hop is controlled um and and how do you feel like the optics associated with hip-hop uh affects the plight of black people so i guess a two-part question uh is hip-hop control i think to a certain extent hip-hop is controlled um i think it's probably based primarily in profit so in in um opportunity and capitalism i think it's more based in that and the fact i think hip-hop is controlled but hip-hop is also a more comfortable sacrifice, you know, to the God, to the God of the almighty dollar, you know, like, I think that right. that's, that's kind of what it is. You, you have a situation where, I mean, if we're, if this conversation is about film, they're film gatekeepers. If it's TV, there's TV gatekeepers. If okay. it's cannabis or jewelry or any, whatever, the, whatever the situation is, if, if there's people making money and it's a legit, you know, money making machine, then there's going to be a few people preferably for them the fewer the better at the top that are trying to control that to make sure that if they don't get the money directly they're getting a piece of whatever's happening they're, they're profiting from the fact that the whole situation exists so i think you have a situation with hip-hop where it's a relatively low barrier to entry um you don't have to know how to sing you don't have to know how to play an instrument to be honest nowadays you really don't even necessarily have to know how to rap to rap like you just <laughs> you could just make it happen and you might get lucky and, and get out there and you know it, it kind of it's kind of like fast food to a certain extent not all of it but a, you know a lot of the stuff is fast food but more importantly before you even get to that you have to recognize that not just in america but around the world some element of hip-hop is either the pop culture or infused in the pop culture of the world's media communications like that's just what it is right now everything from directly from music to fashion to advertising 
it's in film, it's everywhere. You know, it's it's so much so that people don't even think of it as hip hop anymore. Uh, in a lot of cases, some of the elements, they just think of it as cool or this or that because that's what it's become. Mm-hmm. So you have hip hop kind of becoming pop culture and pop culture is always on the stroll. You know, pop culture is always there to be pimped. Like that's yeah. what, that's what people do to pop culture. That You got the, the, the attention of the masses focused on one thing control that one thing you control the attention of the masses you know and hip-hop is that to a large extent um i feel that i don't know if there's like a a, you know necessarily a room where people get together and say let's take over hip-hop and use it to destroy the black community okay um i'm not to say that there isn't i've I've never seen anything like that i mean not in real life you know um have you been have you that, ever been propositioned like, to go in a different direction with dilated or with you know your music? Yeah, of course, of course. Okay. But that's what that's what record labels do. They're like, yo, we think you could sell more records if you talk about this, or we think you could sell more records if you work with this person, or yeah. if you you know, whatever. But as an artist, you have to decide like, am I here to sell records? Um, you know, and, and and no matter what, or am I here to move as many units as i can doing what i came here to do and you know different people approach it different ways people different people are under different pressure different leverage than other people so i can't speak on everybody's situation but for us we've been we've been there have been requests you know we didn't always get along with our record label because you know that wasn't really the direction we wanted to go and for them they're in the business of making money they don't care about culture or art or community or any of that only community they care about is like a social media community like how many numbers you know like that they're not really concerned about the actual community of people they don't care about the people other than how to get them in line to buy the record to or to download the record so yeah i think it's it really comes from a, a situation where you have people that don't respect the community that the culture is that drives the culture they don't respect the well that it comes from so it's easier for them to say eh, it's disposable let's just take advantage of it whatever way we can we'll pay a few dollars here we'll throw a little money around and we'll make as much money as possible and we don't have to give back to these people we don't even care about these people they're buying it anyway um and then you listen to the subject matter i don't think you know i think a lot of these people are happy to do it like to be perfectly honest like i don't mm-hmm. think a lot of them really have bad arms and elbows and shoulders from getting their arm twisted too tough. You know what I mean? Like they don't, they don't have to do that anymore. They just say like, you want to be an underground rapper and rap and rhyme words or whatever, you know, good luck. You want to, you want to drive this kind of truck. You want to have this kind of jewelry or whatever, then you know, what's going to sell. This is America. Sex sells, violence sells, crime sells, hate sells, like any, anything uh, um, that's on that level anything extreme, extreme selves, but especially sex and violence. Like that's, it's how it's always been. You know, um, we have a fascination with that in this country. So now you have a whole generation, multiple generations of people who have always been looked at in that way by a certain group of people. Now getting at the, going to the front of the stage, grabbing a microphone and screaming, like just in some of these people's minds, like you're justified in feeling this way about me, like by my record, like you're right by my record. Like mm-hmm. all the things you said about me, I'm going to represent that. Just go by my record. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it's, you know, it's not really a cool situation, you know, uh, it's not necessarily a cool situation. Not to say that some of the music isn't good. There's a time and a place for everything as an adult. You know, um, I wasn't always, I don't, I don't sit around always and watch documentaries. You know, I watch 
all types of films. I read all types of books. Like I like fiction and nonfiction. I, I don't mind a good story. It doesn't have to be a, a beautiful, you know, uh, ethereal piece. It could be raw and rugged and ill. That's fine as an adult. But I have context for that. Like I know that this author doesn't represent the entire community. Um, I know that this film doesn't represent the entire community. But again, with the power of music, you have somebody, especially in hip hop, where being authentic is such a big part of it. Like you have to get out there and say, this is really me. I really do this. And here's what I'm going to say. So everything I say, take it at face value. And, and, you know, until they get in trouble or something, you know what I mean? Like, but other than that, yeah, I think, I think that's really what it, it comes down to. I don't think it's a necessarily a giant conspiracy as much as I feel like it's, it's capitalism and people capitalizing on people they don't respect. Mm. Capitalist exploitation at its finest all day. Um, you know, and I think in some ways, some gatekeeping used to be good, right? And I mean that in a way that the way that digital changed everything and made it so much less expensive to record a record, right? I, I, I don't know if you remember how much your first MPC cost, <laughs> but you probably had to save up to Thousands. buy that thing, you know what I mean? And then to try to get the other equipment that you needed to put together a proper working studio, you had to be very serious about your craft once upon a time mm, to even right. pursue it in a way that was real. So that was kind of a, that was the gatekeeper in and of itself. Mm -hmm. The industry, yeah. the way that it was set up once upon a time forced you to really have to care. Just like with taking pictures, when you had to develop that film, <laughs> you couldn't take a thousand bad pictures. You had to make sure every shot counted. Yeah. Right. So I think some gatekeeping in that way may have been better because now anyone can do it. Yeah. And when anyone and everyone can do it, they will try sure. to get the, you know, yeah. the fastest way. Like he said, the fastest way to get that car and that watch might be to completely sell yourself out because it's going to yeah. get the clicks, it's going to get the likes, the it's going to get the spins. The se uh, don't, uh, I can't believe you just said that name oh, sorry. on our show. <laughs> I need a moment I, of silence. I think it really forces the community, it forced community also because there was, you know, you had to really get the respect to the community. You had to be a part of the community mm -hmm. and navigate the the local gatekeepers yes. and elevate to different across the way. So, you know, you didn't even get to that point without haven't been tested, haven't paid your dues, haven't shown respect properly and get the, you know, like the blessing of the elders to a certain extent. Yes, um, indeed. I think what you were saying is exactly right, but not just recording and not just recording an album. Like you can, you can make a beat, record your, ver your verse, add scratches, mix it, master it, do the artwork, distribute it, sell it and get paid and spend that money all from your phone. Wow. So the entire ecosystem is now in your pocket, not just the music, but yes, everything indeed. that goes around with it. The whole industry is in your pocket. And when you do it, when you look at it that way, you know, people don't have to, you know, respect. Like I've been, you know, people have asked me, like, what do you think about, you know, you know, kids that 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 don't um, really know the history of hip hop? I mean, for me, like, I think it's important personally. I think it's important um, to know the history of anything that you're dedicating yourself to but not everybody not everybody feels that way and i think it's even if you're not gonna take the time to learn the history which i think you should you should definitely take the time to learn the craft and you should definitely take some time to at least understand and respect and appreciate 
where it comes from. You don't, you know, there's plenty of cats that play basketball that don't know who Dr. James Naismith is. Like, you yeah. know, I can't, you know, they don't know the history of basketball, but they right. love the, and they're elevating the game. And, you know, I think that if we can have that elevation constantly be a part of it, then the music can grow and the music being the mouthpiece of the culture, the culture, hip hop culture can grow. But if, you know, we're allowing it to be where it is because it, you know, um, it's what's being presented as a representation of the people. And, you know, it's really like buffoonery. It's really cartoon characters out there, you know, yeah. jumping around, shucking and jiving half the time, you know, um, and it's not really, you know, a, a fair situation because, you know, with all the attention that we're able to garner, with all the resources that we have, with all the talent and skills that we have, we're painting a lot of these pictures ourselves and celebrating things that other people tolerate. Yes, sir. Other communities tolerate, we celebrate, you know, so you know, not all of us. And obviously, you know, platform like this shows that, you know, it, it's not wise to generalize and broad stroke everything and, and say that, you know, but, you know, there's a reason why this show is necessary. There's yeah. a reason why this show stands out. There's a reason why this show is so special. It's because it's not necessarily in line with the other shows that are out there that are doing something different. Yes, you sir. know, as much as I love the fact that you guys are stand out and, and shining, you know, part of the reason you're shining is because, that's what you radiate. And another part of the reason why you shine is because it's such a dark world that you're up against that this light pops wow. even more, you know? So I think I appreciate it, but it's also one of those things where I wish it wasn't so unique. <laughs> you know, I wish it, you know, yeah, as much man. as I love it, I wish it wasn't so unique. You know, you just led me right into my next question with that. Once upon a time, you were an aspiring artist, right? You guys formed a collective, you got signed and in our opinion, you made history, you made timeless music, you. but your industry has grown up. You were a, you know, a hip hop icon in a very, very young genre of music. Right. You've gotten to see your industry and your genre grow up and the world change since that first dilated project. So as you guys right. are at this point of new music, tell us a little bit about how the world and hip hop has changed in the time since and now. Well, I mean, the world is feels like a bizarre world, like it's spinning backwards half the time. Um, <clears throat> uh, a big part of that is social media. Um, again, it's a hammer. <laughs> you build with it, destroy with it. You know, so much of that, it, it comes with it. Like, you know, you have these voices that deserve to be heard, that need to be heard, that wouldn't ordinarily have been heard if it wasn't for something like social media. But at the same time, in order for that to happen, when you open the door to that, a lot of nonsense rushes in behind it as well. So I feel like social media has definitely changed the world. It's it's given everyone the potential to have a voice and <clears throat> be heard. Um, it has because of the 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 fragmenting of traditional media, traditional advertising, especially um, now there's not you know one or two bodies that dictate what's appropriate and they run it through their major sponsors who are all sponsoring the, you know a certain group of shows on a certain number of channels right that whole model is over with so you have money going around and 
people are pretty much able to say whatever they want to say because they can just pick up a little bit of money here and there and make it worth their time or or their their pay is just the attention that they get you know sometimes the pay is how much they hurt and disturb other people they get off on that like you never know with these different people so social media is a big thing um music you know again you have people who didn't necessarily come up in their you know being the voice of their community they didn't really come up being the voice of a culture they see an opportunity to make some bread and that's what they're gonna do like in their minds they're like you know if i'm not doing this i'm gonna sell crack and go rob a you know um which just framing it that way is sad like the fact that you know those feel like the 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 only options right that in itself is sad but to a lot of people that's what they'll say that it is you know a lot of people that say that they'll really want fast money they want easy money and they figure like it's easy to rhyme words it's easy to just rap and talk crazy um, without having like a big you know big picture in mind so i don't know i mean you know the world is definitely different music is definitely different as we talked about like just access and i think that's really what it is it's just access access through social media to the people people having access to you you having access to the music bit the music business and through that again access to the people and the fans having access to you it's it's you know access that had never been before and all of a sudden it just opened up the whole world without a lot of without rule i mean this is art so that you know the rules aren't that you know you make up the rules as you go a lot of times yeah basically the world is just a, a a lot more communicated or a lot more connected and there's a lot more communication going back and forth and that has obviously changed the the the, the culture it's impacted the culture that we all know and love um there's a there's an interesting thing that has happened and that's that um you know there was a a, a study that came out that says that hip-hop shows are more costly to insure right. um, even if the shows are like conscious shows and right. there's a study from the london school of economics that shows that hip-hop shows are no more or less dangerous and so again the optics surrounding the culture have been uh they haven't been the best all the time, particularly when we've been when we've been trying to advance an agenda. But that's where you come in, and um, I I know that our show is almost over, but I think we're going to end on a high here because this uh, next song, "Conflict and Contradictions," it, I think it speaks to a lot of what we've been talking about today. So I'd like to say thank you, Big Brother, for coming on and doing my little show with God me. God bless you, King. Um, I appreciate you both. You know, Raka, Iris, Science of the Dilated Peoples. And do us a favor, uh, introduce conflict and contradictions and make sure you leave it your social media. All right, peace. This is Raka um, at the real at the real Raka.com. And uh, yeah, man, I appreciate you having me. We got to do a part two. I was just getting warm. <laughs> I my jacket. Definitely got to do a part two. <laughs> I'm, I'm looking forward to it.